Hey, peeps, this is Trish. I want to share something with you today. So back in the day when I was starting Spring OT, we had grown, we had some admin help, we had a therapist or two, and I had systems, let's put that in quotations, meaning I had like spreadsheets and Google Docs and more spreadsheets and a few emails. And finally, my therapist and my team, very small team, begged me to do something all under one umbrella. No more duct tape systems, they said, Trish. Please, please get a real system. So what did you do, Trish? Well, Ashley, let me tell you, <laughs> I always talk about time being precious and needing to buy back our time because we've only got two assets. We've got time is money and time is the most limited resource that we have. I'm on a mission to help OT entrepreneurs save that time, no more $10 tasks, so that you can use it for what really matters. And that is being the CEO of your company who can implement your growth. Only you can do that. Agreed. So, yeah, I know. I know you believe in this. So when you have systems in place, everything just falls into line. That chaos that you feel turns into order. The duct tape goes away. And you know, you become clear and have more control. So I want you, the listeners, to imagine what it would be like to have more time to pursue the ambitions and the mission and the impact that you want to have as you grow your OT business instead of just drowning in all those routine tasks. So you turned all that chaos into order and <laughs> yep. you got a system in place yep. and not just, you know, papers and Excel and duct tape, but you got an EMR that exactly. brought everything together. That is exactly why I built Therabyte for OTs just like you who are growing your business. And I know that that's a past version and a current version of you as you step back into working a little bit with clients. So uh, if you are still looking for that EMR to suit your needs, Therabyte is the EMR for OTs. So head over to therabyte.app to learn more about it. And if you want to hang out a little bit more with me, not only did I build the Therabyte, but I'm also guest coaching in Trisha's program, Road to 100K, until the end of June. We're so check that out, a, too. We're happy to have a systems expert in there. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome, Trish. Take care. Therabyte.app. Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams. A Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs 
to Season 2, Episode 21, where we discuss all things sales and marketing. Do I think that you can be the very best at sales and marketing that OTs can be? You bet I can, and you're going to learn a lot from this next guest. Today, we are going to be talking about building an online course with Reina Oliveira. Before I jump into that, I want to remind you that it is February, which is the one-year celebration of our podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are highlighting our listeners, we are reading more reviews, and we are having a giveaway. If you haven't listened to any of the February episodes yet, here's what we're going to be doing for this giveaway that has never been done before. So we lead by experimentation. Let's see how well it works. What do you do to enter the giveaway? I would like you to go and take the OTs Get Paid quiz. This is how to become a get paid peep. Where are you leaving money on the table? How do you know what to do next to grow your business and to have increased clarity and increased impact in your world while getting paid? The link is in the show notes. And also you can go to my website, trishwilliamsconsulting.ca backslash quiz. You will leave with knowing exactly where you are in the start, growth, or scale phase of business. And you will also know what steps you need to take to get to the next level of business. Then I want you to take a screenshot of this, of the website or your quiz results or anything that you think is valuable and tag it on social media with the hashtag OTs get paid. We are going to choose at random our winner. You can enter until Feb 28th, midnight PST, and we will be announcing the winner on the podcast and over social media on March 8th. What are you going to win? You're going to win a gift, a special little gift that I picked up for our winner. I bought it months ago. It fits in with our mission of social justice and female empowerment and supporting women's growth in the entrepreneurship space and a free day of Voxer. What is that? I have a coaching offer I don't talk about a lot, which is five hours of Voxer with me and you on the Voxer app, which is like a walkie-talkie. It's typically valued at $6.97. And what we do here is we can spend five hours asynchronous going back and forth and getting coaching. We can answer one or two of your bigger questions. You can ask me a whole mess of questions and you get to kind of continue along your day. You can like feed your kids. You can take your dog for a walk. You can see a client or two. You can do some of the work. And it is a really nice way for us to show up and still kind of live our lives and get coaching. All right. I'm excited. Can't wait. Please go take the quiz and enter our giveaway. Why is today's episode so important? Lots of OTs, lots of people, but lots of OTs have an interest in building something online. And course creation is the new focus of our next OT expert, Reina Oliveira. Now, what are most people showing up as right now? Most OTs are interested in two things. They either have an interest and they kind of know what they want to put out in the world, but they're overwhelmed with the tech and the marketing, or they don't even really know what the possibilities are. As Raina mentions in this podcast episode, you know, so many people are entering the online world like knitters and bakers and et cetera, et cetera. And OTs are just starting to dip their toes into it. And she is going to talk about how to really build an online course and do that with sales and marketing. I love this conversation. Raina has been visible and profitable in the online space since late 2019 and in the OT entrepreneur space. And we also know each other. In some ways, we are competitors. Listen, we're both OT entrepreneur coaches, but we have our different niches. We discuss more than just sales and marketing of online courses. We also discuss branding and productivity, how Raina does it all, uh, which is, you know, a really interesting thing when you know how much she does, CEO resources and the lay of the land of OTs in the entrepreneurial space really is only two friends and colleagues can. Raina is unmatched in her energy. She's unmatched in her accomplishments in her passion. And man, is she an action taker. I'm so excited to highlight her. Welcome, Raina. Thank you so much for having me. I can't not wait to dive into everything. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. And we should say that before we jump in, Raina always presents herself because she and I can see each other online as well. Raina always presents herself with like this beautiful microphone and these great headphones. And today she has <laughs> no headphones because they're broken. And the microphone is over there. She just showed it. But we also have 
probably some background noise because as she said to me pre-podcast, she's like, you know that note you send when you say, you know, find a quiet space? Tell us the reality of today, Raina. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, there's no quiet space in my home. Like, we're just going to make this work. I'm we're just muting myself like as, as often as I can. <laughs> so if who, who might we be hearing in the background? Why don't you tell people a little bit about your home situation and then we'll jump into work. Yep. So I have three little ones, five and under, a five-year-old, a just-turned-three-year-old, and a beautiful baby who's almost 10 months old. All three girls, hashtag girl mom. And they're great, but they are loud. Mm -hmm. And don't you have a dog? And I have a dog who's almost 100 pounds and a Great Pyrenees and beautiful. But his name translates to lazy his name is Bago because he just like lays down That's all day long and sleeps. So he's like the quiet one of the house. Okay. So I need Bago and I'm past three under five. Not that I had three, but <laughs> I'm past that. So Godspeed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, all those that are listening, if they're like, this audio isn't what it should be. Here's the most beautiful thing in the world. OTs do not want anything super polished. We're going to be honest. You're going to be blown away by everything that Raina does and her big brain. And you can do that while... You have a busy house. You too can do that. We're not going to pretend yeah. that the OTs listening here are sitting there in their suits, right? With like their <laughs> no nylons suit. and their heels. Like we know who our audience is. Yes. Well, Raina, thank you for that intro. I really want to jump in and continue to ask the first question I normally ask people, which is how do you get paid? Meaning tell us more about you and what you do. Woo. All right. So I get paid through actually multiple revenue streams, but the main one right now is helping other OT practitioners create online courses. And so that is what's bringing in the bread and butter. I also get paid through affiliate commissions for companies that I support. I've gotten paid in the past for writing blogs and for just a lot of other little tidbits. But the main thing is my program that I'm offering. I've also had a private practice in the past and I got paid for that as well. But that's on hold. So So one of the themes that you're going to hear in this podcast is how many different... I wouldn't say hats, actually. I was going to say hats, but probably how many different business concepts you've had. And I want to embrace that because I know a lot of people out there, we want to normalize that. We don't want to just say, you start out with what you're going to start out and that's it. And if you don't get it right, you're hooped. Not at all. So what is like, because I've seen your iterations, what is the newest company called or brand called? What is your company called? Let's start with that. Uh. Yeah. So my company is... <laughs> That's not supposed to be a hard question. <laughs> this is a hard question. What's the name of my business? I don't really know right now. Sorry. <laughs> Fabulous. All right. The name of my business is Telehealth OT Services, okay. but I'm really just struggling with branding because I've shifted. And so what I'm hoping people know me now as is the founder of Business to Boss, which is my core offer and my program. Perfect. So you're going to be Raina Oliveira, founder of the Business to Boss program, and maybe somewhere in smaller font, somewhere at the bottom, it's going to be Telehealth OT Services. Yes. Cool. Brought to you by Telehealth OT Services. Got it. Got it. You know what I find interesting? I find it fascinating that, again, all the OTs that I know can literally hold... Now, granted, we're a smaller group in a couple of years... I don't know how people are going to hold all this information, but you know, they'll know like Raina, telehealth, business boss, they can do all of it. They can do like Trish Williams, OTs get paid, OT Entrepreneur Summit, you know, Trish Williams Consulting, like, you know, there's a lot of branding out there. Yeah. But I know we want to talk a bit about that branding, but before we jump in, I do want to get to the nucleus of the question that, again, I ask everybody, what was that fist on the table moment for you, Raina? Like what made you decide to start the telehealth OT company in the first place? Yeah. So for me, I always knew I wanted two things. I always knew I wanted a private practice. And that looked like in my dream world, like a traditional private practice, brick and mortar. And I always knew I wanted to teach. And again, that looked very traditional academia being a professor. Mm -hmm. Here I am like, so not traditional having a telehealth private practice and then teaching online course creation. And so I'm kind of living my dream in a very different way. But all this to say that my business idea really started from my capstone project from my post-professional doctorate 
where I was trying to find a way for parents to have better carryover of their activities and exercises we were teaching them at home. I mean, in the clinic, had better carryover into the home and I could either do home health or do telehealth. I'm a techie. I love all things technology. So I went the telehealth route. Life took me away from that clinic job. And so my faculty director was like, why don't you just do evaluation to discharge on your own all via telehealth? And so when I was able to do that for my capstone project, I realized that I had a business in my hands because I didn't need the clinic. And that's when I started my private practice, a telehealth private practice. What year was that? I finished a capstone in 2017 and I formally started my business in 2019. Wow. So you were just ahead of COVID. Yeah. Because that's when I feel like I first saw you was, I think... Right at the very, 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 very start of COVID. Yeah. Do you feel like COVID gave you a lot more traction or did I just not see you until then? Oh, no, it did. It really did give me a lot more traction. Like for me, COVID was like a blessing in disguise. Like everybody else is like, you know, closing their businesses. And I'm like, well, my business is taking (laughs) off. Like, and I Uh, hate to say that, but I know a lot of people that resonate with that message that like COVID really helped my business. Um, that being said, the funny thing about my private practice is that I was actually getting more OTs asking me, well, how do you actually do telehealth OT? Then I was getting clients interested or parents interested in my business. And so when that happened, this is all pre-COVID. When that happened, I was like, well, the least I can do, and people joke about this. And when I say the least I can do is write a book. So I was like, well, I'll just write a book. I'll create a course to teach these OTs that are wanting more information about telehealth again, pre-COVID. And so I started working on that January of 2020 and all of my things got published conveniently in March. Like literally Amazon published my book on March 13th of 2020. That was like not intentional. I was already writing it and had submitted it and it got approved, like just as we're getting ready to start this whole pandemic situation. And so, yes, it like catapulted me, but I was already working on a lot of that process because OTs were coming to me asking me those questions. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you are embracing that fortuitous timing. We hold no judgments anywhere. And listen, that's the reality of doing business in the real world, right? So then tell me a bit about your income and your impact goals for, I mean, the company, but really, I guess we're talking about the business to boss program and brand right now. Yeah. So my goal really impact wise is to get as many OT practitioners to create online courses and share their knowledge with the world from anywhere on the globe. I'm kind of like taking this tagline and seeing if it works. (laughs) So I want to provide more opportunities for, you know, us to work remotely in something that's not just telehealth. I think people are kind of like over this telehealth bit now, but they're still looking for ways to work remotely and still looking for ways to work on sharing their knowledge. And I think that's an online course is a great way to do that. But it also drives me really insane that every other industry is doing it and that we're sitting here like, I can't sell my knowledge. I can't make an online course. I can't make money from that. When like dog trainers are doing it, cookie decoration people are doing it, photographers are doing it, every other industry is doing it. So impact-wise, that is what I want to be able to bring to the OT world. It's like, hey, we got this. And like, we really need to be sharing our knowledge because we have a lot to give. Financially, I mean, I have huge goals for business to boss. Are we going into like official numbers right now? If you want to. Okay. I um, love the official numbers part. Yes, official numbers. Okay. So my goal for this year, and I'm talking... I know like you guys do the profit first and I probably don't use a terminology exactly right, but like to me, you know, gross revenue and then profit is just like my take home. So Mm -hmm. profit is straight up me. I'm, I'm including taking out all my expenses, including paying my VA and all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. profit for me, I want business to boss to help me reach 250,000 this year Mm -hmm. and, you know, half a million by next year. Mm -hmm. So that's my goal. And what percentage like how much does it cost to run the business? So what, you know, if you want to make $500,000 next year, do you know that number yet about what that take home then looks for you? Or what yeah, I mean, it's, it's my expenses are so minimal that the difference is not even that much when I speak like revenue and profit. My expenses are literally like $2,000 a month. It's crazy. That's 
bananas. What's the $2,000 a month? Because I don't run a $2,000 a month business. Mine is way more expensive. What's included in that? (laughs) All right. So I don't pay for as many systems and as many like processes as I probably could. Mm -hmm. But in that, the bulk of it is my Kajabi. So Mm -hmm. using like my all-in-one platform, Mm -hmm. paying a coach monthly, paying Mm -hmm. my VA monthly, paying for other tools like Calendly and Zoom and whatever other tools that I use that's included in that. And I mean, that's pretty much it. Great. So you're really lean, like you don't have a team outside of your VA? Just my VA. I had two VAs for a minute, but now it's just one. That's amazing. Okay. So then the next question is, how many hours do you work? That's a really good question. So if you ask my husband, probably 80 um, because I'm always on my phone, but like sit down in this office where Mm -hmm. like no one can come through that door. Mm -hmm. I haven't calculated hours, but I just cut off three half days. So I'm really working three half days and a full day. Okay. So So two and a half days. Yeah. How much is that? 20 hours? Yeah. That's bananas. Like, I mean, if I didn't know you, I would be like, you're blowing smoke right up my butt. Because seriously, because like I pay teams. Okay. So let's get into this. What is the breakdown? I know you weren't prepared for this, but what is the breakdown of your time then? Like how much is like marketing versus sales versus course creation versus deliverables? Because you're both like you are the deliverable. You're in the business and you're also working on the business. So give me something around that. Yeah, I definitely work in my business a lot um, and mm-hmm. I enjoy it. So I am, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm most, most OTs do, by the way. So yeah. yeah. And I've talked to my coach about, hey, how mm-hmm. am I going to remove myself from that like in the future? But okay. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, as it stands, my stand in meetings are discovery calls every single week, probably around like five to seven at this point. Um, and those are supposed to be 30 minutes. Sometimes they go like an hour, sometimes they go an hour mm-hmm. and a half. But mm-hmm. okay. So discovery calls my one-on-ones with my business to boss clients. And mm-hmm. those are one a month for each of them for the course of three months. And right now mm-hmm. I have 20 something people in my program. So assuming that they all have a one-on-one call with me, that's 20 calls in a month that mm-hmm. are an hour each. Not everyone so schedules. So it's probably right. less. Five a week. Okay. Yeah. So five a week. I have some other like stand-in meetings, like mastermind calls with mm-hmm. two small masterminds that I'm a part of. And other just stand-in meetings, collaborations, things like that with other people. Whenever I'm not having those formal meetings, I'm working on my like answering emails, Mm -hmm. my adding more modules to my program, which I'm still not done creating, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I've been selling this program and to me, I'm not done creating it. So I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. So adding things like that, creating my own podcast, going on Mm -hmm. my Facebook lives, maybe working on email sequences and Mm -hmm. things like that. Sit down in the office. That's like my 20 hours right there. Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. When I'm not here, mm -hmm. I'm on my phone and Mm -hmm. I live on Voxer Mm -hmm. answering my mastermind people messages and my business to boss members messages. I mean, that is, I don't want to say like 24 seven because I'm trying to really, I said it, I said the setting of my phone for like that personal focus Mm -hmm. time where I like remove all my work stuff away from that, Mm -hmm. but I'm on there a lot. And then I'm also on there on Facebook, answering people's posts or like mm-hmm. posting my own things or doing reels or doing whatever other stories or little things here and there. And that feels like a lot, but it doesn't mm-hmm. like I can do it while I'm nursing the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, I mean, I think I so. Do- what I want to honor is it's not an against Raina thing. It's that I really do want to honor that the time that you're not in the office is still work time. 
Yes, it is. Okay, it really is. I don't That's why I say if I ask my yeah. husband, he's like, yeah, you're yeah, working yeah. 80 hours a week yeah. because yeah, yeah. can he talk to me while I'm sitting there like, bah, 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 right. and he's like, here she goes again. Like exactly. I well, am still not, working. And it's not a shame thing. It's not about not being able to talk to your husband or whatever. It's also about like honoring the energy yeah. that you're putting into this yeah. venture. Right. And I have really noticed that especially these last couple of months, I think everybody has a COVID ennui and I'm just frying out much faster than I ever did. So that's what I want to get to it. Like I'm actually now even conscientious of like, if I'm on TikTok for fun, how much of that switching tires my brain versus taking a bath? Like it's not the same for my brain, right? Because I also love to spend time online and be in Facebook, et cetera, with clients or just OTs in general. And Again, I just want to honor that that's still your brain working, right? Yeah, totally. It really is. I think the difference for me is that if I'm trying to step away from this, if I'm trying to, you know, set my schedule to say like I have less time in the office or like I set my phone that I'm not paying attention to those notifications as much, it's really like to respect my family and to respect my yeah. time in my family. I love all of them, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, if I didn't have my family, like I would do this 24 seven because yeah. I love it so much and it doesn't really yeah. feel like work to no, me. No, I agree. I agree. And you know, I'll be honest, like I think you and I are both very passionate about this world and very keen yes. and, you know, we're both very driven. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm older that there's something, you know what? I think also Canada has been on like a massive lockdown for a very long time. We don't have the same freedoms that you have in Florida. And like, I'm surprised because my kids are old, like they can basically, well, not really take care of themselves, but like we have a very different age of our children and the demands. Granted, I am a single mom, so that puts a whole much bigger load on my shoulders. However, my point is, I would have said all the exact same things that you would say, except I'm surprised that I'm starting to fry a little bit. And again, I don't know what that is exactly, but those are some of those elements. So I've just been more conscientious than ever that I guess I have a bit of an end of a rope. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Whereas I didn't have to protect my brain or my fatigue or anything like that before. Yeah. I do ask myself, like, is this going to be sustainable for the long term? Like when I talk to people about that, they can access me via Voxer and my response time is literally like two hours sometimes at the most. Like, is it going to be sustainable or am I going to have to pull back? Like, I don't really know what that's going to look like, but I am aware that, hey, this is Well, and that's okay for now, right? If it works Mm -hmm. for you. But this makes a lot more sense because it was leaving like no hours for marketing, right? It was leaving like no hours. So you spend a lot of time in marketing. You spend a ton of time in client deliverables. So to me, that's where it looks like the majority of your time goes. And then, you know, sales with the discovery calls and then everything else is what I'm kind of seeing, yeah. which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. A lot of marketing in the way of like establishing relationships or exactly. just delivering value yep. in social media. Yeah. And that yep. that's like 24 seven. That's all the time. Yeah. Exactly. That's at two in the morning when I wake up and yes. I can't go back to sleep. Like that's whenever yes. I can. Yes. Well, and it works well. Like look at how many clients you have. Look at how, you know, sticky things are for you. I love it. Thank you for that breakdown. I was just very curious. So yeah. it also makes sense because you are very visible online. And the other thing I want to highlight with this before we talk a bit more about like, you know, the branding and the making your courses, et cetera, is it sounds like a lot of it does come from your zone of genius. Like a lot of it feels natural and easy. And that's one thing that we talk about all the time at OTs Get Paid. It's one of our pillars. And it still does feel that way. Is that right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like this doesn't feel like anything difficult. It doesn't feel like anything that's hard. It feels fun and genuine and exciting to just be able to connect with, you know, this community is, I love our community. What do you love about it? Oh my God. Everyone is just so kind. Can I tell you that the other day I woke up to 27 Voxer messages in my business to boss group at 7am of them all like encouraging each other from one post that someone was like, I'm in my head. I don't know what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. And like everyone just jumped in and I was like, I love these people. Like everyone, we're just all like so kind and loving and in it together. And just, I don't know. It's just beautiful. I agree. Do you think that's different from a lot of other either therapists out there or people that are in other programs? Yeah, I do. I I don't know. I can't, I guess I can't really speak to it as much because I haven't really been a part of other communities like outside of healthcare, but I, I think so. I don't know. We're unique. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. So I think, you know, the pivot from doing more telehealth from what I see on the outside when I kind of put my business head on and I'm literally putting words in your mouth so you can tell me this is not an open-ended question, obviously. Okay. It's like, here's what I saw. I saw like you doing, you know, amazingly with telehealth. I love that it came from your capstone. I had no idea. I think that's fantastic. And then I'm also seeing like this conscientious choice to move away from that and almost like a planned business decision because, you know, you love it, but there's more for you. And then this passion that you want to stay in this community. Do I have that right? Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I would say the moving away from telehealth was again, because of like life had a baby can't be seeing like, you know, these kiddos while I'm nursing my baby, but I can have my meetings while I'm nursing my baby and the OTs will understand. So like Mm -hmm. everything's okay, but I still don't want to give up the name and the brand of telehealth OT because I still like a huge dream of mine to in 10 years have like a big national telehealth OT company that employs OTs all over the United States and provides services to kids and maybe adults like everywhere. So I don't want to give that up. But right now in this season of life, like that's not where my attention, my focus is. Um, so yeah. Fabulous. So let's talk a bit more about the focus right now. Why did you decide to dig into online courses and business to boss specifically? And what are some of the objections that you're trying to get over for people to get them online? Yeah. So this kind of stemmed from a conference that I attended where it was mainly PTs in private practice, but a lot of them have like these other revenue streams and there was only a handful of OTs. And I was like, well, why aren't we doing this? And Mm -hmm. so that's when I decided to put on another another brand name, another mm-hmm. name that's out there of mine, the OT Online Side Hustle and Beyond Virtual Conference, which is a really long name, but it tells you exactly what it was. And so I put on this conference, got, I love collaboration. So I got 66 panelists who are all making money online, 99% of them OTs, a couple others snuck in there, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> and I said, let's show everyone else who's not in this world, what we can do. And that was in the name of summits, podcasting, YouTubing, blogging, consulting, coaching, online course creation, online program creation, memberships. Like I had 15 categories, I think, or 14. And it was amazing. But I knew also that after that, I wanted to offer something. So I worked with my coach to come up with this offer. And he was like, hey, you've done the online course or program creation for yourself. And like, you can teach that. And so we created this offer, which is business to boss now. And that's kind of where I started to pivot. And I don't know, everything just happened so like organically for me, like as I transitioned from just helping people with telehealth for OT interventions to telehealth private practice startup to this. Like everything Mm -hmm. just kind of, I trusted the universe. I got signs and I said, okay, let's just roll with it and do this. And it was in, it was great for my life. And I don't know, it was some, a message that I knew I really wanted to get out there as well. So it just worked out really well for me. It sounds easy to sell and market, but I'm probably not your ideal client because I'm already doing this. (laughs) So what is like, you know, what are you up against right now? Are you up against people that need to be, to me, it sounds like the side hustle summit that you had online summit was about getting people inspired and shifting their own mindset that this could be done. So is that what people are really coming to you with now? Or is it like, I'm in, how do I do this? People are coming to me now with a little bit of Hey, I have knowledge to give to the world, but I'm not the best with technology. Mm-hmm. So can you help me? Like you right. clearly put all the pieces together. You know how the back end stuff works. Like this is your zone of genius. Like help me out primarily. And then I have other people who maybe created a course and just haven't been able to sell it. So they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, I see you're also really good with the marketing. So let's mm-hmm. do this. I will, in full transparency, when I talked to my coach about this program that I wanted to develop, I told him, I said, I don't want to touch marketing or teach marketing with a 10-foot pole. Like, please do not make me do this. And he was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You can teach online course creation. But like, of course, day one, 
someone's in my weekly meetings asking about marketing. And so now I've just am beginning to embrace it again and say, okay, yeah, like I know how to do the marketing. I've done it for myself. I've helped others to do it. So now I'm adding those modules to my program. But yeah, problem number one, I would say is tech. And then problem number two is marketing for sure. Great. Well, and you have a still a one-to-one style of marketing. Yes. So you absolutely know how to teach that brilliantly, right? Thank you. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've learned a lot in the past two years. Yeah. Haven't we all? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Haven't we all? (laughs) Yeah. And so we've talked about kind of the biggest hurdle or the biggest question that people have coming into business to boss. Your biggest hurdle as the CEO of this sounds as though it has really been about having a lot of brands out there. Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah. My biggest hurdle is that it's like people know me as the telehealth OT. And so how does that relate to online course creation? And do I want to change it or do I want to start a new business? And where am I going with all this? And so that's the struggle because I have set myself up as an expert in telehealth and I have not quite yet. I'm I'm getting there. Obviously I have members in my program, but I'm not out there really known as the online course creation person. And so it's kind of hard with that name to like prove or show to people that, Hey, I can teach online course creation when it's like, wait, aren't you like the telehealth girl? What are you talking about online course creation? Mm -hmm. It just like, doesn't make sense. And so that's where I'm struggling. So with the branding, there is a thread, and you mentioned it in the beginning, but I want people to really hear it again. What is the thread between that, I I hate the word pivot, but that transition between, you know, telehealth and course creation? Yeah. So the thread is that as the telehealth OT, through my process, I created courses and business programs and conferences, and I did that very well and successfully. And so now I feel like I'm positioned to be the one who's now teaching others to do the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I mean, I'm on the outside looking in again. I just think it's going to take a bit of time, but I don't see that as a challenge. And truly, like, again, what I really, really want to reiterate here is that this isn't wrong. Yeah. Like, I think it's not that big a quote unquote problem or a mistake. I'm doing air quotes as much as it is life is fast. You've made really smart changes. You know, you're allowed to change. In fact, you're being responsive to the market and you're being responsive to how you want to work best. And that is like business genius. So I think the more of, that you just continue to put that messaging out there, because it's still pretty early, that shift, right? It is. And yeah. I'm being really impatient for whatever yeah. reason. Okay. I'm glad you said it. I don't, yeah. So I don't think that your ideal client, because we have, you know, OTs, entrepreneurs, it's the same client, right. is going to have a tough time with that. I think it's just you need to have that message stick a little longer. And again, I want to highlight, because I know there's a ton of OTs out there that have a million ideas. And they're like, but which one do I choose? Because I know I hear that all the time. And I want to normalize this and say like, you know, look at Raina, who's very successful at what she does. If you're listening and you have all these ideas and you don't know where to start because you're not sure if you're picking the right one, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. And do it. Buy it. And then because you can shift. My branding has been more subtle, although I have an issue with branding because basically Laura Park Figaro and I created an entirely new company with OT Entrepreneur Summit, which was just supposed to be an event. So I'm feeling this in my soul. Um, But really, you know, like OTs get paid started out as one thing, which was I'm going to shake the snow globe and talk about money. And then after a year, I was like, well, maybe a little less than that. I was like, oh, flip. This is actually about like getting more money into the hands of our predominantly female profession and what women can do with that money and people who identify as women and what's the social justice piece. like. And then I was like, oh, well, I don't think I made a mistake. I think I just get to add to the messaging, right? Yeah. 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 100%. You know, I tell all the the business boss members too, like they come up with like a hundred course ideas. And I'm like, you have to understand that like, you're not going to be married to the one that you choose. And I guess it's the same thing, you know, for me, but in full transparency, my problem is from this is don't do this people like do not compare yourself to someone else. And so my problem is that I'm comparing myself to someone else who's not an OT, who's in uh, the online course creation space who, you know, kept her name, which is not anything to do with the online course creation and was able to transition and is doing 
really well for herself. Do you I'm say talking. Who this is? I don't want to say what it is. Okay, fair enough. We have to guess. Uh, does it? Is it an animal? Is it bigger than a bird box? Okay. Every time I talk about her, I'm like, I'm not telling you guys who it is. You cannot okay, go follow her. Like she's just gonna steal all my people. And I'm so about abundance okay. mindset, but she's so this is not an it. OT. Not an OT. Okay. She just made in December two hundred and sixty thousand dollars just for December. Like that's right. how amazing she's doing. But she's been doing this for four years. Uh, my business yeah. started in September of 2021. And I'm sitting here like, well, my name is confusing. And like her name is confusing and she's doing amazing. So yeah, I need to stop that. Yeah. And you know, actually the the podcast that's coming out next week, it's a good segue, is one of the things that I'm really firm about is I want to provide everybody with a checklist of like, where are you at in your business? right? I know like we have a lead magnet for that. It's the quiz. I know you took it. And it's important because I want you to focus on those steps or those checklists rather than looking at what somebody else is doing. I mean, be inspired, but also comparison is a thief of joy. And yeah, it is hard. I, I agree. Looking on the outside and you happen to know like the back end. I would also say, here's some of my personal reflections that I've had about my multiple brands is that I give myself grace about it because there's something that I learned about through Rachel Rogers coaching when I was getting some coaching from her is that the level below me, quote unquote, because she does hierarchies based on gross income, is called the busy bee. Mm. And I am no longer a busy bee. And I was a busy bee. And I want to, you know, very clearly say that that's her her name. Her term. Mm-hmm. Her term, yeah. And yet how applicable it is. So, you know, again, I'm going to take the OT Entrepreneur Summit as an example. Like that was a decision made in late 2019 and that was a busy bee decision. And I wouldn't make that anymore. Mm-hmm. So for example, somebody came to me and I know you have all these cool opportunities too, but somebody came to me recently and they wanted me to help develop a curriculum about entrepreneurship for like the super cool university that even I know about up here in Canada. And I said an immediate no. Like I didn't even wow. have to think about it. I also spent yeah. a lot of time in academia when you <clears throat> talked about bricks and mortar in academia and how it's like a perfect blend of online. I totally agree. I did the more traditional right. routes for both of them. So I, I've had a toe in that and I know how it fit and how it didn't and how I'm filling my bucket. So yeah, I mean, I just didn't think about it, but you can bet in 2020, I would have said yes to that. Yeah. It's so, so hard. That's another, that's a hard piece for me too. It's like saying no to people. Yeah. But I mean, that is the sign, what I'm trying to say to you and to those that are listening, is that is the sign of a mature company. Yeah. It's choosing one thing and going over and over and over and over and doing it. You know that. So, you know, but it's also a fast world. Like yeah, in bricks really and tough. mortar, if I decided to become a massage therapy clinic versus an OT clinic, that would take a while, <laughs> right? right? To yeah. make that switch. <laughs> but online, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got this idea. Oh, and to me, what I'm seeing now is also some synthesis, It's Mm -hmm. the synthesis that I alluded to earlier of like, what is a bigger opportunity in the market now and what also works with your zone of genius in your family? So, you know, if you're out there and you've got the busy bee head, no, it's actually a thing. (laughs) No, Raina and I have done it. And this is the, and again, that's why I want to be transparent. And part of me is I'm going to be figuring out like what brands are going to go forward and in what way, because Laura's pivoting as well. I think it's okay to put messaging around that. I think it's okay to teach while you do. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've been able to finally like really hone in on my ideal client and my yeah. messaging and just stick to this core offer with the help of my coach to yeah. just like not. And now it's become the tagline of my program, like stay in your lane. Don't look yes. right. Don't look left. Stay in your lane. And so that's mm-hmm. what I'm like trying to just do is just stick with this thing for right now. And that's it. Beautiful. I'm really glad. Does that sit well most of the time with you? Oh yeah. I mean, all the time. If it wasn't for the name situation, like I'm not mad that my private practice is on hold, you know, Mm -hmm. and that I'm not focusing on, I'm not mad about that at all Mm -hmm. right now. Like Mm -hmm. this feels Mm -hmm. really good where Mm -hmm. I'm at and Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not mad about it. Good. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I find so amazing about business. And again, I love that you are speaking to what we also see all the other OTs out there doing it. Like I haven't met an OT that's like, I think this would be a really good revenue generation stream, but I'm just not sure. Like, no, they're not making it from a 
cut and dried business decision, right? They're like, I've got this and I've always wanted to, or somebody asked me. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how I started in this. Of somebody, a teacher from Kentucky literally sent me a DM and she was like, hey, can you um, teach me how to like work with kids with autism in my classroom and toileting? And I was like, done. Like that was my first entry into this whole online thing. And then as I spent more time, I was like, ooh, I actually think that looks interesting and that looks interesting too. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about one of the pillars here at OT's Get Paid is growing as a CEO. And I want to talk about that before we kind of head into rapid fire questions at the end. So you've mentioned coaching. You can feel free to talk about who that is. And I also want to hear more like what has been the some of the best resources for you for your growth as a CEO? Because I know you don't think of yourself as just a therapist anymore. And I know you don't think of yourself as a therapist who has a business. Like you are embracing the role of the CEO, which is something that is so important to the people that I see coming in. They haven't gone to that place. Tell me some of your best resources for that and how you got there. Oh man, a hundred percent my coaches. So the first coaching program that I went through was by Greg Todd and he's a physical therapist. And then, so before, before I went through his program, another individual by the name of Alex Engar had gone through his program mm-hmm. like years before. So Alex is now my coach who I pay oh. monthly. Oh, I didn't and, know Alex was your coach. Got it. Yeah. And so the reason why, you know, I feel like I, it was a long time coming with where I finished Greg's program and didn't have a coach. And I was mm-hmm. like, I really know I need one, but I need to figure out like who's going to be a good fit for me. And so there's a couple of things that I felt like I knew I needed and that Alex could bring to the table. And when was like figuring out finances, like I was the one who's just pulling out random amounts of money from my business account into my personal account at any given time, whenever mm-hmm. I felt like I needed money. And he was like, Oh no, 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 no. So now his focus is all on helping healthcare providers like get their finances in order. Mm-hmm. And then I also knew that he could help me with the marketing piece on a much bigger scale. So like also someone who I know is investing in coaching. So I'm like mm-hmm. indirectly learning from everybody else that he's mm-hmm. paying to. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just been really, yeah, really fun to work with him and to just grow and kind of follow in his footsteps because I think he had a similar program to the one that I have now. Mm. And so he can tell me like, yeah, I did this and like mm. this worked and this didn't work even just. I mean, to the fine detail. Mm -hmm. And he can also speak to like the worth of my program, Mm -hmm. which I haven't talked about like how much my program is, but Mm -hmm. what he feels I should be charging is double of what I'm charging right now. Mm -hmm. And so just having that person to like encourage me to continue to grow and just do bigger and better things is really, really nice. As far as like other resources goes, before I even walked into Greg Todd's world, I was the one who was like always listening to podcasts like Mm -hmm. Amy Porterfield's uh, Online Marketing Made Easy, Biz Chicks, which I know you love too, and a lot of business and marketing podcasts outside of OT. And then Mm -hmm. I came and found you guys in the OT business podcast. Mm -hmm. And those podcasts, I mean, I still listen to so many of them and get so many ideas and strategies. And I just breathe those podcasts. And then some books, not a lot of books because, Mm -hmm. gosh, just don't have a lot of time to sit and read. Peacefully as a mom. How do I hold a book while I'm nursing a baby? But sometimes I will pull a book up on my phone. And some of them I would say, like the other stuff by Donald Miller, which I also know you love, Mm -hmm. like business made simple, story brand. I did read Profit First, but I don't live it to the T. Like Mm -hmm. I just took some tips and tricks from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty much what has helped me. Great. Okay. Raina, so I hear that you are rebranding yourself as this online expert in terms of course creation. I happen to know Melissa LaPointe as well, who is a leader in that space. And I'm dying to know, how are you different from what I see Melissa doing? I love that you brought this up because I swear, like, if I let my own little insecurities, like take over, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't do this because Melissa's doing it. And I don't know if you know, but Rhiannon and Chris is also now just entering the space. Just saw that. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's conversation to the left. Like, I don't want to step on Melissa's toes. And like, is Rhiannon stepping on my toes now that she's coming after me? Mm -hmm. And so I've spoken to Melissa one time before I 
even came into Greg Todd's world. I had to say, I forgot to say this part. I went through 10 discovery calls before I finally chose Greg Todd. So like I went, I didn't take that decision lightly, but anyway, so I spoke to Melissa a long, long, long time ago before all of this. And I just didn't understand like everything that she was saying was over my head. And like, now that I look back at the notes, I'm like, Oh shoot. Like she's years ahead of me. Like she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she does. So, so to answer your question, I'm being super transparent about like potential insecurities that I could have had coming into this. I didn't want to step on her toes. Didn't even have a discussion with her about it. Didn't even talk to her about it. But I really feel like one, there's room for all of us, which abundance mindset, I'm really big on that. But two, a little bit about, you know, the personalities is just speaks volumes to me. She just seems like this more serene, calm person who's like out in Canada, like enjoying like nature and like all this stuff. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, city girl, loud, wild, like (laughs) Jenny from the block. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Like Jenny from the block, really super energetic. And so I think that someone who meets both of us is going to lean towards one or the other based on our personalities alone. I mean, that's separate from even the work that she's doing and how she's presenting it Mm -hmm. versus how I'm presenting it. Like I'm pretty much solely focusing on online course creation and she's I feel like more broad and then bringing Rhiannon into the picture. I had a conversation with her recently and I'm like, all right, well, what makes you different? I feel like it's really similar. You're talking about online course creation. I am too. And we spoke about our differences and we spoke Mm -hmm. about how she's delivering her program and how I'm delivering mine. And we also spoke about like the energy. I feel like she's very heart centered and I'm very like money centric. I'm like, y'all need to get, you know, I'm similar to you in that respect. Like, we need to get you guys paid. We need to get you guys like, yes, I, we're talking about sharing our knowledge with the world and like being OTs and being helpful. But like at the end of the day, everyone's coming into this because they need money and they need it yesterday. And so just the way that we deliver things, our personalities, our reach, like physical location, even though we're global, I talked to Rhiannon and she said, most of her interest is coming from Australia. Because most of my interest is yeah. coming from the U.S. Maybe mm-hmm. most of Melissa's interest is coming from Canada. I don't know. But we have the world and we're all different people and there's mm-hmm. room for all of us. I agree. So I would summarize by what you've said. It's abundance mindset for sure, with a little bit of eek, but mostly abundance mindset. And also yes. getting really clear. So I'm thinking of you as a CEO now, getting really, really clear on your messaging. Like, who are you for? Who are you not for? How are you different? And also... Now I'm speaking to the listeners in terms of being savvy consumers, right? You're going to have to ask better questions. You're going to have to understand that like it's a head and a heart, like it's a gut and a, you know, do you want to be a part of a membership like Melissa versus, you know, what you're doing in terms of a course? Do you want, you know, this vibe or that vibe? And what are some details? And I love it because it makes us as business owners up our game for what we help people to how they make the decision. And that's marketing, right? Yes. And also it increases the demand on the consumer, which is good because they need to make really, really smart and clear decisions. So I'm yeah. glad that I'm glad that we talked about that. I agree with that so, so much. I feel like I don't share my story enough of how I literally went through 10 different coaches before I before I picked my one. And like I don't want people, people come to me and maybe they haven't heard about the online course creation and they're not really sure. I'm like, go shop around. Like by all means, like please, I want it to be a good fit for you. Please, I want to make sure that like you're gonna do what I want you to do in this program. I have very high expectations. Like I you know, I want people who are going to take action. I want people who are ready to go. My program is also open year round. Somebody else's are have open clothes. Like look at all of those factors and choose the one that's best for you. Well, I know you won't mind me saying this as a little asterisk. I am not a Greg Todd fan. And what I love about being able to say this, and I'm doing it on purpose, is to say that what I want to show is an example of how two people that like really love and respect each other in their yes. business can have disagreements on some of those resources. And that's just fine. So yes. go ahead and find the resources that you love and that fit with you. I'm yes. like giving you full permission. And again, it's also to highlight to the community, especially if you're new, like it's safe. You can say you don't agree with somebody yeah, yeah, <laughs> and still, like, you know, love and show up for you. Yeah. I know. Um, who was it that? Oh, like James Wedmore mm-hmm. too. I think, I don't know if you went through his program or whoever, like a lot of people love James Wedmore. And then I've also heard people say, I hate James Wedmore. Exactly. Like, I don't, 
Yeah, I don't that's... think being polarizing is a bad thing either. By the way, one yeah. of the things I learned in yeah. uh, way back, I can't remember where I learned it from, but like you want to get some haters. Yeah. Like, please. You want like, actually, good competition. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, and in fact, you know, the, the people that I hear from in my inbox that are disappointed or upset are men because I have taken a much mm. more female or female identified approach. And again, yeah. that's getting clear on who your ideal client was. And mm. I couldn't stop looking at those numbers that if I was the OTs get paid person and OTs made up like 98% of the profession and yeah. da, 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 like what was the real issue here? It was bigger. Like my social mission was actually bigger about female right. empowerment and pay equity and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, and women do more with their money. And, you know, I've had men that have hired me, but I do get emails like, well, thanks a lot. I was going to like, you know, follow you. And I actually have no problem with that because first of all, it means I'm really focusing on my ideal client. Right. I'm not saying, no, you can't follow along with this amazing advice. Yeah, <laughs> And, yeah. you know, also it shows that I've planted my flag firmly in the sand that people mm -hmm. know. So they're either attracted to it or repelled against it. And I have no issue with that yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So I want people that are in that level of their own marketing to feel comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? All right. Let's do it. Okay. What is your biggest personal money splurge? Oh, my biggest splurge, I would say it's probably tech and I know it's like personal and professional, but mm -hmm. Yeah, like we just love we my I say we my husband and I both have like Best Buy credit cards that we've had before we got together and like we always just look forward to like what's the next big thing we're gonna spend now like be it people can't see me but my camera that I just like Ooh, splurged on like and I use it for business but I also use it for personal because mm -hmm. I, you know I'm filming my kids and stuff so mm -hmm. tech. I don't want to interrupt rapid fire questions but I will say I am not in love with tech and. I don't know why I feel so compelled to share the story. I've shared it once before. I literally, up until mm, November, had a seven-year-old Mac. And I was, I know, I kept taking it in to get it fixed. And the cords were all frayed. Like, it was a whole thing. And then finally, I budgeted to get a new computer. I had the money to get a new computer. And it was like, I waited until the Black Friday sale for Apple. And there was, oh, I know what happened. I was going to buy it on sale. And then they came out with a new MacBook, like a Pro, because yeah. I had the Air, like the cheaper one. And there was so much empowerment in just buying a freaking product before it had been released. Like, I didn't get to touch it. I didn't get to smell it. Nothing. I literally went, ka-chink. Because I thought, I literally run a whole company on this computer. Why My kids had nicer computers than me. <laughs> And it was such joy coming in. And I was like, mm, like I had to wait for it to be delivered. And then I like smelled it. And it's like fabulous. So I finally yeah. kind of understand how tech is awesome. Okay. Yeah. What's your biggest business related splurge? Oh, like, as you know, my business expenses aren't that I know. Much, I so. felt like I could answer this one. <laughs> my splurge right now that I don't really mind dishing out the money for is my VA. Like, I mean, if she wants to crank up to 40 hours, I am yeah. so willing to pay her that 40 hours. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm I, trying to get my business manager, my ops manager to go full-time and actually be an employee. Cause yeah, exactly. I told her, I said, like, I really think that if you stick around with me, you're going to end up getting like a title because totally. you're, she's just doing so much yeah. for me that I'm like, I will pay you every, like you. That's just, exactly what I said to Kate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super so, true. Super yeah. true. Okay. Where do you have paid or unpaid help in your life and in the business? I mean, we've talked about your VA. Let's talk about life. Mm, I mean, unpaid help. My husband is, I mean, I think this is like the secret, not, it's not a secret. I tell, I talk about this, but what most people don't realize, like when they see just me and like, oh, this girl who's like super successful and has three kids, how does she do it? Well, like mm -hmm. guys secrets out my husband's home. Like, mm -hmm. so huge, huge help here. Thankfully, I have been able to, I want, I'm using air quotes to like air quote, retire him. Like mm -hmm. he hasn't had to go back to work because I've been able to just like hold our household. But like, I cannot do this, be here, be present, be on social media all the time. If it's not for him helping with homeschooling, like cooking, cleaning. I mean, he's officially embracing Mr. Mom role oh, and it's working so out good. beautifully. And then of course we have like our family who will help in any situation that we need. Both my mom and his mom are here and family. So we can't so do it good. without them. You know, there was a buzz afoot at the summit where you and I met, uh, the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live. And there were quite a few, not a lot, but a few women OTs who stood up and said, yeah, like 
my husband doesn't work or my husband works for me. And I think that's something that you see in a lot of marketing outside of the OT world as like a real incentive for women to start businesses. And we really don't lead with any of that in the OT marketing world. I don't think it resonates. But when women or people who are partnered hear it, they're like, flip, my partner, like taking care of everything or being retired and working in my business sounds pretty epic. And I just think that's very bold. So I want people that might not have heard of this before or thought of this before. It's pretty amazing right now. Yeah. And it's honestly, I had to say it's, it's been really hard to actually like accept it and be vocal about it because mm. of like how I was raised. Like mm. my mom, both my mom and his mom are very like traditional, like male role, female role. And so it's really hard to be like, you know what? No, like that's not how it's working out for us right now. We actually like love this. It's working out super great. If he's like really tired of being Mr. Mom for a second, like I can shut down my meetings and I can just go and, Mm -hmm. you know, be with the kids or whatever. Like we just balance each other out. It's working out super great. And it's not this traditional role, but it's really hard, like being raised by someone who really believes in the traditional roles and yeah. the expectation it's like for him to be the one that's working when I actually like love working yeah. and I love this and I want to do it. So why can't I? Yeah. Well, so. uh, you know, and that's why I didn't want to step over that. That's why I want to lean into that conversation yes. because, you know, and a, a tiny addendum for me is like, I talk somewhat about being a single mom, but I don't lean into it also because there's like a failure aspect around that mm. or a bit of shame still, even though I don't know why I feel ashamed of that. I'm like a flipping rock star <laughs> taking care of my family amazing. by myself. Yes. But, you know, I, I and I don't want to seem like a victim and all these things. But, you know, and listen, it's more than just we embrace all roles and all families. It's really, again, leaning into that concept of you get to live in your zone of genius. Yeah. Like you actually get to be happy mm-hmm. and run the business that works for you, whatever that looks like. Raina and I, as your fairy godmothers, are coming in and saying, Mr. Mom, single mom, whatever it's going to be, you know, you can do that if it makes you happy. Yes, 100%. Okay, awesome. Last question. Now, I know that it's not 2023 when you want to make a million dollars. So this is like, this will happen one day. But like before 2023, if I could wave my magic money wand and put seven figures into your business right now, what would you spend it on? Oh, travel big time. So my word of the year is experiences. I really, in all sense of the world word, want to lean into my experiences and my business, but also my personal life. I just want to take time to go out and have more experiences with family. And that means traveling or just going to like a museum or whatever. If I had a million dollars right now, I would spend it on travel and I would also buy a home like cash outright mm-hmm. that we've been looking at. Like we just want to have a a bigger house than we have now. We're squeezed in tight, a family of five here. <laughs> but um the dog. Not complaining. The dog a hundred pounds. <laughs> but yeah, I would buy a house and I would go travel. That's what I would do. Beautiful. Yes. Well, you know, I can't thank you enough for being here. I love highlighting every OT that comes on here. I especially love highlighting you because you are such a leader in our space and you're such a warm person. Like it's interesting because you and I have met in real life. So there's like a new vibe that you like meet (laughs) and you were exactly what I expected, which was very confident and comfortable and assertive and also like incredibly warm. And you have like a very, very big heart. And for all you do, you actually have a very calm energy in real life. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting that part. I and love so, it because I'm like so frantic. Like I compare myself to like the mental health OTs of the world who are very like, so what's next? And I'm like, come on guys, let's go. <laughs> You're definitely more like that for sure. But to me, you just didn't give off this frantic energy yeah. either. Like you were very grounded and you like give a really great hug uh, and like, you just like, so you know, sweet. spending time with Raina is delightful. And, you know, as this space grows more and more, like you've just, you know, started in the space strong and I know you'll continue to be a leader in this and oh, 
I just want all the best for you. Thank you so much. You're going to make me cry. I absolutely (laughs) feel like really blessed to have met you in person and just, we've been collaborating forever. Mm -hmm. And we've always talked about like, Hey, we're doing some of the same things and like, Mm -hmm. it's all right. Like, and we can talk about it. So I just love having that like openness and that honesty and just that friendship with you. It really means a lot to me. We're lucky. Thanks, Raina. Thank you. As you know, because it's February and because we are celebrating this podcast and its listeners, we have doven, doven, dived into the archives to pull up a review and to highlight one of the OT entrepreneur business owners who listens to our podcast. So at random, here is the review from Amy Baez, who is the founder of Playapy. I am not alone. For many years, I felt like I was the lone OT interested in entrepreneurship and non-traditional income. I'm so glad to find this podcast with stories that I can identify with and that also provide me with insight. I feel like I'm finally learning who my tribe is and I look forward to meeting them in person. Thank you so much for that review, Amy. So Amy owns a company called Playapy. And she has quite a number of services. She has PEDS OT, she has parent coaching, but mostly she has furthered her interest in fine motor and handwriting skills. She talks about curating resources for parents, and she has started the PALS handwriting program and works books called Treasure Chest and Heads, Tummies, and Tails. You can find her at playapy.com. And I just love everything that she has done. She is in Miami, Florida. She's got a great website where she talks all about, you know, her performance and speaking experience and her in the media and her, you know, blog and her shop. And there's just so much value here in what Amy is putting out. Another random and fabulous pick of an example of the amazing OT entrepreneurs we have in the world and listening to OT's Get Paid podcast. So thank you so much, Amy. Until next week. This has been OT's Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OT's Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OT's Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. <laughs>